Welcome in WNBA Nation listeners. I'm Logan Jones bringing you a special episode today you'll all enjoy. Dallas Wings president Greg Bibb is our guest discussing Dallas's active draft day, what Satu Sabali brings to an incredibly young team, and Katie Lou Samuelson getting in three-point work behind the scenes. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk to Greg. Hope you guys enjoy. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys, this is Edwin Clark. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Hey Greg, this is Logan with WNBA Nation. How you doing? Hi Logan, how are you? I'm doing so good. I'm uh, grateful for you uh, and your willingness to be on the show. Sure, no problem. Uh, we really appreciate it. Obviously, I mean, you already know Dallas is one of the most active teams on draft day. Uh, you guys came away with Sabali and, and Allery and Harris all on the first seven picks. Um, I guess I want to keep this first question kind of open-ended, but how do you feel about your new players? Well, I think we had a draft night that went about as well as we could have hoped it could go. Um, you know, obviously Satu at number two, I've said many times already, and I'll say it again here, I believe any other draft year, she's a number one overall pick. So to be able to get a player of her talent with her potential at number two, I thought was a real, real, real opportunity for us. Bella Allery at number five. It's a player we've been watching for some time, probably flew a little under the radar, um, that due to the fact that she played at Princeton, a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, but uh, probably more than any other player, maybe any other team, the lack of the NCAA tournament hurt Princeton, hurt Bella, but maybe it was fortunate for us because it allowed her to fall to number five, uh, and we were able to grab her there. And then obviously um, Ty at number seven, we had identified um, adding depth at the point guard position as one of our priorities in the draft, and I think Ty is one of the best ball distributors uh, in the draft one of the best in college basketball. I think she's a quintessential leader and floor general. Uh, and then even Louisa with our pick in the second round. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit until we see her in our league, but I think she's a great young European player uh, who plays with Satu on the German national team. I think she'll have an opportunity to have a bright WNBA future down the line. So that was a really positive draft for us in terms of what we're able to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we aren't huge believers in draft grades, but obviously we came away uh, looking at looking at the Dallas draft, feeling very good about uh, those additions that you made to that locker room. Uh, just uh, on on the back end, when when you're going about your business constructing a roster uh, with no NCAA tournament this year and, and other coronavirus you know measures in place, how does that affect your normal process when you're scouting these guys? You know, we have always dedicate a lot of resource and time and energy and travel to the draft process and um, this year certainly was no different in fact knowing we we're going to be busier than usual in this draft we sort of doubled down on our, our scouting starting in November with the beginning of the, co- the women's college season uh, and I think I personally uh, watched more live basketball this off season than any off season before uh, and I know our staff 
worked extraordinarily hard as well. So I think by the time the COVID-19 issues started to arise, and while it was unfortunate that we lost the women's NCAA tournament and Final Four, I think we were well prepared uh, to go into the draft process and make educated selections. You know, many, many of these players we've been following for multiple years and in some cases from beyond the their entrance into college so um it was unfortunate we lost that final month or so but we were well prepared heading into the draft uh and then you know the the staff meetings that typically happen in the weeks leading up to the draft we still held those meetings the simple difference being that those meetings were held over Zoom video conference rather than in person. So a little bit of a disconnect just because there's nothing better than being in a room together, but technology allowed us to have the same kind of healthy dialogue and discussion and challenge of perspective that you would get in a typical year. So all in all, um, while there were some wrinkles in the process, for the most part, um, our process wasn't um, affected that greatly. Perfect. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, we know you also uh, had a busy offseason even uh, before the draft with the trade with Chicago, uh, acquiring Katie Lou Samuelson and putting some other pieces together. Uh, is there anything, is there a common thread in the players that you look for um, to, to get into the, the Wings locker room? Uh, or is that just kind of seeing an opportunity and taking it with Chicago? Well, I think relative to Katie Lou, there were there were a few things. You know, we coming out of last season and really after the last few seasons identified that we weren't a good shooting club. Uh, we needed to do better shooting the basketball, be more consistent in that regard, and much better shooting the basketball um, from the three point line. Um, I'm a little slow to the game, but. I woke up one day and realized three was worth more than two, and therefore we should probably get better at that part of the game. Um, and, and all jokes aside, you know, Katie Lou, I feel, is one of the best shooters in all of women's basketball at any level. Uh, and the ability to add her to our club, you know, addressed the significant need for us. And I think her rookie season, she a little bit of an un, unfortunate circumstance. She got hurt early. Chicago took off, played really well. Uh, the players that were on the court for them at the time were doing really well, and it's hard to get back into the rotation. I think she suffered a little bit from you know a series of, of um, unfortunate events. Um, so I think she has a bright future in our league. Love her size for her position. Uh, um, also love her competitive fire. Um, we had her in for a workout back in January, February, right after we made the deal. Um, and in one drill, she hit seven of the 11 threes, and she was really upset with herself. Um, I said, Katie, listen, uh, anytime you want to come to the gym and hit seven of the 11, I'm all for it. So I think she's going to bring a fire and an intensity and a winning mentality uh, to our organization. And, you know, she kind of – sums up what we're looking for both in terms of skill but also in terms of attitude we want a roster full of players who are proud to put on a dallas wings uniform and who are excited to be part of an organization i think you know with our draft class and some of the deals we've made over the offseason and even going back to prior to last year i think we now have a group that is candidly excited and genuinely enthusiastic about being a member of the dallas wings well that's good to hear um, particularly with all these these new faces, Katie Lou included, uh, I imagine it <laughs> it would probably be helpful to have a full preseason uh, it, in terms of your regular activities. We're not really sure 
how that's going to go down just yet. Uh, we know NBA teams are just starting to return to their practice facilities soon. Um, what does that mean for the WNBA? Uh, is there reason to be optimistic about uh, the league playing close to a full season? Is the preseason going to be intact? What What do you know as of now? I don't know anything, to be honest with you at this point. I think... You know, everyone involved in the league would love to play a season, um, but those decisions, you know, are made uh, well beyond uh, the realm of the Dallas Wings, and you know, I think even in some cases beyond the realm of the league. Right? There are local officials and health officials that need to be involved in that process, and I think the one consistent since this thing started uh, was the fact that. We want our players and our staff and most importantly our fans to be health, healthy and safe and that's the priority. And once those, those items have been checked off the list, then I think you start having discussions about everything else. But right now, uh, I don't have any information to share. Uh, we just remain excited about um, the draft that we just recently completed, and as of today, the 15 players that are part of our organization. And we feel like while we're young and perhaps painfully young and we'll certainly have growing pains along the way, we now have a very talented roster that can um, play together, grow together, and ultimately win together. Was the, uh, was the prospect of potentially having a delayed season, did that have any bearing on your draft strategy and, and your willingness to take on so much youth? No, I mean we we made the commitment uh, to this process some time ago. I mean, really going back to our transaction with Las Vegas last year, um, thinking about what we're able to acquire in that deal and prioritizing some picks in the 2020 draft. And then when we got to this year and had the transaction with Phoenix. I had a pretty good idea that the 2020 draft was going to be a good one, and I had a hunch that the new CBA may motivate some of the junior class to enter the draft early. So we really doubled down in that deal in terms of getting draft picks in return rather than, you know, uh, players who may be established in the league, but candidly we would have known at the time of the transaction perhaps wouldn't have delivered the same value as the players that was leaving the organization. So we became speculators a little bit in that regard and speculated against the 2020 draft. And fortunately for us, it worked out. We entered the draft with a lot of picks. We made a deal along the way the week of the draft uh, with some of those picks and, and, a, and a higher salary um, protected contract um, um, and set ourselves up for next year now that uh, even after all we've been able to accomplish in the last two major deals and the subsequent draft in 2020, as we sit here today, we have three first-round picks in the 2021 draft. So I think we got a lot better um, a few weeks ago. Uh, and we'll get even better uh, as we head toward 2021. Awesome. You mentioned uh, Satu Sabli being uh, in any other year, you know, potentially a number a number one overall talent. Um, what experiences did you have watching her that that led you to to know that she was the right pick for Dallas and and a kind of just anything that you want to speak to her talent? 
I think versatility probably is the, the trait that comes to mind first for me. Her ability to play multiple positions, her ability in terms of her size and strength to get down on the low block and play effectively offensively and defensively down there, but also her athleticism that allows her to get out and play on the perimeter. She has three-point shooting range. Um, she can guard multiple positions on the perimeter. Um, she's not afraid to get into the lane and finish. She gets to the line a fair amount. I think she's already a good free throw shooter. I think that will continue to improve. And I think she's a player that hasn't come close to her ceiling yet. So she's only going to continue to get better. Um, but some of the, tr- the, the traits and the skills that she already has are, are the ones that you can't teach in terms of the size uh, and some of the innate ability. So uh, really excited about her. I think, you know, her game translates extraordinarily well to the WNBA and the direction our league is heading. Uh, per my earlier comments about three-point shooting, spacing the floor, having players who can play multiple positions. So uh, really excited about having her on our roster and, and giving uh, Coach Agler and the staff a lot of options in terms of the roster makeup at any given time with the number of versatile players we will now have on that roster. Yeah, with with so many new players, um, and obviously kind of kind of hitting a reset with with so many picks this year, and as you mentioned, um, some exciting opportunities for picks next year. Uh, I guess what what would you define as being a successful season, assuming that we have a season this year for the Dallas Wings? have to reference where we're coming from. You know, we won 10 games last year, and there were a lot of reasons for that, but this this is a business where you are what your record says you are, and we were a 10-win basketball team last year, so by definition we weren't very good. Um, so obviously we're going to have a lot of young players. Uh, as I mentioned before, this is a very hard league to win in. This is the best league in the world, the best 144 players in the world taking the court each game. Um, so there are no nights off and there are no easy victories. Um, and, you know, our young team uh, on many nights will be giving up, you know, accumulated years of experience to the opposition and those years matter uh, and you can't gain that knowledge and experience without going through it so we'll have some bumps and bruises along the way we'll take steps forward and have steps back and we'll play games where we look great and games where we don't look very good at all but I think as we move forward this group is going to continue to get better um, and ultimately we'll get to a place where it's a very good basketball team that can win together and sustain that winning environment for quite some time um, in terms of goals specifically for 2020 you know I don't think it's appropriate at this point without even having gotten into training camp and, and, and looked at what we have in terms of getting the players on the court to make any kind of bold predictions, judgments, evaluations, or decisions. I just know that we have a young, talented group, and I'm excited for them to be wearing the Dallas Wings jersey moving forward. Absolutely. Well, I know my, my co-hosts and I are all very excited to watch this new group play together. Um, as you mentioned, not not a ton of uh, not a ton of players make rosters in this league it's it's a league with 12 teams and uh it, there are a lot of existing professionals already fighting for those spots a lot of new up-and-coming players fighting for those spots what does that do to the competition in the league to only have you know 144 spots available to you know foreign players you know 10-year veterans and, and up-and-comers First and foremost, it guarantees the paying customer, the fan, that every time they come to a WNBA game, they're going to see world-class basketball. 
because the competition is going to be the absolute best on the planet. Um, I think it guarantees tremendous competition within the organization. As I mentioned, we have 15 players under contract right now. At some point, that number will have to be reduced to 12. And I would be lying to you if I sat here right now and told you I knew where those three cuts were coming from because uh, I think each of the 15 players that are part of our organization today have the ability, the talent um, to play in the W and have very good careers doing so. Um, so I think, and if you look, that's not just a Dallas Wings situation, by the way. I think if you looked across the league at the, at the rosters, you know, every team is kind of in the same situation in that extraordinary amount of talent um, under contract that will have to be reduced to 12. Um, and those 12 will be your best 12, but you're going to go play the next team's best 12. So I think the most important aspect of all of that is, as a fan, you're going to see unbelievable women's basketball, the best in the world, um, if you happen to attend a game. Well, Greg, we're going to get you out of here on this one, uh, but is there anything else you want to say to Wings fans or, or W fans in general before we, uh, before we get, get done here? No, I'm just thankful and grateful that we have the fan base that we do in Dallas. You know, they've been very good since the team arrived prior to the 2016 season. That fan base has grown each and every year. And I think College Park Center now, our home arena, is a great environment for WNBA basketball. And, you know, I'm excited for our fans to have the opportunity to watch this group play uh, because I think it's going to be a special group and uh, it's going to require a little patience. Uh, but I think eventually we're going to have a team here that's going to be very, very exciting and, and fun to watch and, and it's going to win a lot of basketball games. And uh, I'm grateful for our fans sticking with us as we went through this process. And, I, and then, of course, most importantly, I hope everyone stays safe and, and, and remains well in these times. Yeah, and you as well. We hope that everything is good uh, with, with your family and, and those close to you. We hope everyone is staying safe. Um, Greg, thank you so much for being a part of this show and for your insight. There are, there are not a lot of GMs and, and presidents in the league, and we were lucky enough to, to have one of them on today. So really, thank you. Uh, we, we hope this isn't the last time. My pleasure. Look forward to doing it again soon. Have a great day. Awesome. You too, Greg.